Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, it is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us where you're watching, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or any of the myriad other places you might have gotten this podcast from. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I am here with my fellow co-hosts, Paul, Pat, Dave, and Shell. And uh, we are very grateful that uh, Shell is with us again, Brother Broadleaf. Brother Broadleaf. As uh, his uh, moniker is. And uh, tonight we're looking at some line extensions and re-releases. And for the line extension, we are looking at the Aganorsa Leaf's latest addition to the Guardian of the Farm series, the Cerberus. We are smoking the Cerberus Robusto. It features a 2012 Corojo wrapper that's grown in Nicaragua. It is something that Aganorsa has been working on for some time. It also has Nicaraguan binder and filler. It is a Robusto, as I said, 5x54, so it's got some chunk to it. It's a really good size. I've had this two or three times and uh, have really enjoyed it. I'll be really interested to find out what everybody else thinks. Um, Pat, uh, you have prepared a cocktail for us tonight. What is it that we are drinking? So it's called the Godfather, which is an ounce and a half of scotch, which in this case it's Johnny Walker Black, and then half an ounce of DiSerono. Very nice. I totally forgot what was in a Godfather. Like I was saying before the show, I haven't had a Godfather since I took the bartending course back in Boston like 30 years ago. So it's been quite a while. Boston. What's that? Boston. Boston? Boston. No, just Boston, dude. Boston. No, no, Boston. No, no trying to make <laughs> a... the beer and beers. Yeah, no trying to make beers. a Boston accent where there is beers. no Boston accent. Beers. <laughs> the beers and the beers. Well, I think that the, I think the sweetness of the uh, Godfather is going to pair very well mm. with this. Yeah. Um, but I'm you interested to know what the initial thoughts are of the panel here. Shall we go down the line, mm. Shell, Brother Broadleaf? Brother Broadleaf. There, Brother there ain't no Broadleaf in this, but uh, do you do you uh, like it? So my experience with this has been very tumultuous. Tumultuous. Wow. Tumultuous. That's yes. a big word. Yeah. It is. You'll, you'll you know what that means? That's like that? almost three syllables. So I have previously had the uh, Robusto. <laughs> Robusto. At least four times before. And oh, I four times. did not get much out of it. Mm-hmm. It seemed very plain. There was some earth, some wood. But for my palate, I got nothing more. Uh, tonight, just having a couple sips of the Godfather previously to smoking this, I'm getting some cedar 
mm-hmm. on the retro hill. Mm. And a little bit of a little bit of cinnamon as well. Cinnamon. So I have some hope. Okay. Mm-mm. Paul, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I've had this a couple of times, and I got to be honest with you, I had this right when we first brought it into the humidor mm-hmm. about a month or a month and a half ago, and I st- I had construction issues with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the Toro. I went to the Lonsdale. I think that was Pat's suggestion and i tried that size and again i had a little that's bit that's always pat's suggestion yeah i had a little bit again similar construction issues but i think the it sat a little bit long enough so i started getting a little bit better flavor than i did out of the first i did agree with shell that i didn't get much out of the first one um tonight um i think this one is pairing very well uh it's, it's starting out construction wise very well um i'm getting some earthy black pepper and some uh background sweetness now you got to excuse me because i'm just getting over a cold that i've had for about a week so my palate is not 100 <gasps> percent tonight but um, i am getting earth black pepper and maybe just a little bit of natural sweetness not cedar sweetness just a little bit of sweetness from the from the cigar and i think the drink the godfather is helping to pull that out even more did you say cold or you're getting old uh both yes, Dan. Yes. both I, I am i am old and i'm getting over a cold <clears throat> okay <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Seuss. You, you might be able it. to tell I have a little bit of congestion. First, but... And that's not just <laughs> Patch. Yeah, it's a nice medium smoke. It um has a nice creamy texture to it. Texture. Nice black pepper, some earth, a little bit of cedar, and then there is like a natural like tobacco sweetness kind of going through the finish. Mm-hmm. And then the Godfather is definitely kind of bringing that out more mm-hmm. forward. It's giving you kind of like a, I want to say like an almond paste kind of sweetness. Paste. Almond paste. paste. I would say not like almond butter. Almond paste. Like marzipan. I would say yeah, I was just gonna say marzipan. Well, last time I said yeah, marzipan, yeah. half the panel had no clue what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I just say. found out what marzipan was like last week. So yeah. So, <laughs> but now I know. You don't know your German Which Christmas candies? Basically, <laughs> just almond paste. But yeah. Okay, so for someone who doesn't drink Di Sorono. All right. Yep. What kind of flavors should I be looking for from that Decent on its room. own? I know you got scotch in this Johnny Walker Black, so I know what that would taste like. But not, I'm not a Di Sorono, uh <laughs> drinker, so I'm getting like a honey, almost like a honey lemon sweetness out of this drink. Honey lemon. Yeah, is that Di Sorono is... to me kind of has like that almond paste kind of sweetness, and it has like a little bit of honey in it. All right. So I'm not. My, no, pa- my palate no, isn't throwing right. me you're off right too on. much tonight. You're okay. right on, right. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really good. This is, if, I, if this is, believe it or not, my first drink all in a week. Wow. All right. Wow. And then this is my first cigar in almost a week. So, double wow. Again, my palate has been whacked by that cold. So, I double, can't, it doesn't, wow. didn't make sense okay. for me to do either one. So, don't you, don't you have a cigar to get rid of the cold? I mean,. <laughs> Right? Cigars. Well, I mean, cigars. You, you can say that, but I want to be able purpose. to taste my cigars, Dan. If I can't taste well, anything, yeah. I'm like, forget it. What you, know? you do is you get yourself, a you corm. get yourself an LFD chisel, <laughs> and you retrohale it, it's a double and digger. all of a sudden, everything just drips down. out of your sinus, <laughs> and you're all clear. Yeah. I mean, you come can, on. You can do well, that with a Neanderthal too. Yeah, you can sure. do that with a Neanderthal too. Any spicy cigar, just you know, there it goes. You're cleaned out. Right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn how to work with what you got, Paul. I thought it's I, not. I, th- all, I thought it's I, I thought I'd be coming in tonight with a fresh palate. You know, it's not all and, just uh, about vitamins and 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 all that stuff. I mean, nature forget. has produced other things like tobacco <laughs> to clean yourself out. You can tell. Like I mean, we all know a good, strong, high vitamin N cigar, mm-hmm. like a like a uh, Opus. You know, like a number four. That's got plenty of stuff in it. That if you're constipated. Don't worry about it. Just have one of those. Don't worry about it. 
It's on. You can't get anything on the seat. You know, it's good. Smoking the floor. Do all sorts of stuff. You know? You know, you want something, you want you, you have a sore throat or something, get yourself a nice Atabay. Mm-hmm. It's going to coat your throat. It's going to be real nice. It's going to make you feel really Best good. home remedy ever. Oh, yeah, totally. Why don't you become a doctor, Dan? Doctor, well, why, why, that sounds you know, good. Why don't you, you know, put an MD at the after yeah. after your and day? and a strong scotch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a strong scotch. Well, a strong scotch is for the throat. That's just yeah. No, it's not, not strong. It's not a scotch. It's got to be something a little soothing, something that'll something sweet that'll like coat your palate and and make your throat feel a little bit better. Oh, a little James. You know, if you want to burn, Dave, I mean that's that's everybody has their choice. You know, but, you know, if my throat's already hurting, I don't want to, like, throw fire on it. Yeah. That's how yeah. you feel the germs, man. When it's burning, you know they're dying. Yep. I concur. Yes. It's like mouthwash. There's other ways. Things. There's, other ways you can, there's other ways you can do that. But, um, uh, well, let's hear what Dave has to say about the cigar. If you say the word concur uh, or I copy what everyone has been saying, you will be stricken I from concur. the panel. So... <laughs> A lot of earth, a lot of leather. Uh, there's a pepper in the retro hail. Um, but it is, it feels to me when it starts off to be a pretty straightforward, no surprise <laughs> kind of cigar. You know, it's not bad. Construction for me has always been good. I started out with the lawn sale. That's my favorite size. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, it's, the drink is definitely bringing out a nice sweet cedar. And uh, for me, it's actually, I'm getting a little bit more pepper in the retro ale. Mm. Hmm. There is definitely more pepper when I've had it this time in the past few times I've had it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I would <clears throat> concur in that. <laughs> wow. I think, I think this, I think this, see, I can say that because I don't say it every week. I don't say it every week. I just copy what everyone else has said. Um, <laughs> I think it's a very straightforward cigar. I don't think it's very complex. No. I don't, you know, it, it, and I don't think the Guardian of the Farms are supposed to be super nuanced cigars. But I get a lot of nice cedar notes. I get some leather. I get some earth. I get that black pepper that everyone's talking about. I definitely think the Godfather is working to bring out the cedar notes of the cigar which uh, I'm really appreciating. So, you know, for me, the Robusto has been the best performing cigar in the series. Um, That's one of the reasons I chose it for tonight. Um, I really enjoy the cigar. This particular wrapper, the 2012 Corojo, is something that, again, is is something that Aganors has been saving for themselves. And uh, I like the way this tastes, the cedar, the wood, the, the... kind of light leather notes to it um that's all very good now this is the third in a series of line extensions or maybe we can say it's the second if you don't count the original um for uh the guardian of the farm series the original series was the uh nicaraguan corojo uh 99 jalapa wrapper around Nicaraguan binder fillers, all grown on Aganorsa's farms. The Guardian Nightwatch series that came out uh, later, which was the, the next extension of this, was the Nicaraguan uh, shade-grown Corojo Maduro, and then Nicaraguan binder and filler. 
And then there's this, which is the 2012 Corojo around Nicaraguan binder filler. Now, I double-checked today with our uh, wonderful local rep, Brett Bauer Socks, who's the New England rep for uh, uh, Aganorsa. All of these blends, the original, the Night Watch, the Cerberus, are all different. It's not like they just changed the wrapper. The entire recipe changes for each of these. <clears throat> but I think when you do these line extensions, you're trying to come out with something that is new and better than the original or something that lives up to that or brings it brings something else out that the original kind of you know i mean the whole the whole reason for doing line extensions and in the in the description of the show i liken it to like doing movie franchises that you know you have a, a really successful movie what do you want to do if you're in hollywood do a second one you know, uh, perfect example, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. I haven't seen it yet. But, that you know, when the first movie is a success, you want to build on it. You want to do something else. Why? Because you want to make more money, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But, money. you know, the first thing everybody looks for is, does it bring back the magic that the first thing had? Does it live up to that? Does it surpass that? Does it bring something new? In this case, you know, The Guardian of the Farm, each series is a brand new blend. Um, does this, you know, bring us to appreciate the Garden you know, of the Farm series more compared to the other um, blends in the series in the line, or not? What do you guys What do you guys think? Well, um, first of all, I'm a huge Aganosa Leaf fan. Mm -hmm. I, I really do, and I love the Guardian of the Farms Night Watch series. I think that that lineup right there, um, and in my and my viewpoint the campion size oh the camp which we have not had <laughs> in the longest time to my detriment mm -hmm. um <laughs> was one of my favorite cigars from what two years ago i think it was when when that came out mm -hmm. 2020 19 or 20 it came out i think 19? it was 19 19 but that was one of my favorite cigars from that year and uh the whole line is is very good but that that uh corojo that shade grown corojo maduro wrapper and then those uh, Nicaraguan fillers, and it had a lot of flavor, a lot of that cedar, earthy, leather uh, tones that just kept coming. It was just a phenomenal cigar, a lot of flavor. This one takes it a step back. Okay. I got to be honest with you, it's this is not my favorite cigar. Um, it's a little more mundane in the flavors. It doesn't really uh, add to the lineup to me personally. Um, I think it's a little bit better than the original series, albeit. Uh, except for the Apollo size, I think the Apollo size was yeah, that's a special size. Was probably the best of that lineup. Every the, the Campions in that particular blend, I didn't really care for too mm -hmm. much. Um, so I would say the Night Watch was the best, in my opinion. This kind of takes it a step back. So kind of like Star Wars was good, the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, back not was so really good. the best. No. Oh yeah, well, it, it, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, correct. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Could, like, yeah, not that, not that. Not uh, that good. No. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Dave's crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what about you? What do you think, as far as it, how it fits into the series of things? I mean, it's like to the point that you raised earlier is that line in general is not really like 
meant to be something unique or extravagant and I think each variation of it definitely offers something of that level to somebody else and I'll concur with what Paul said with the Night Watch definitely being my favorite one but I, you know I, I think for my palette this definitely takes a step back but I think if you're someone who appreciates more of a um I'm trying to think of the proper way of saying it but to me like when I think of a Nicaraguan cigar this is it you know what I mean like th this flavor profile is what I expect out of a Nicaraguan cigar and you know there's other like for instance like you know Perdermo I'll buy that because that's to me like that's your Nicaraguan cigar like it, they're not trying to do anything sexy with it I mean you know you have like the the 10 anniversary and then the um 20 anniversary they have like that bourbon age wrapper but you know they're not really trying to put themselves out there to be like this is like a special thing you know what i mean so i think that this performs in that sense but um i will say though like before I, tonight when i've had this the past few times like i would say that this was a boring cigar i wasn't really into it but this is the first time i've had the robusto and it to me like this is more body than i've had before so you know, I, I was ready to come in and say that it, it didn't really speak to me at all. But I think that this cigar, like, right now is definitely more than just, like, your average Nicaraguan. You know, I think that wrapper is definitely coming out and performing. You get, like, a really nice, like, black pepper. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't say it's a step back. I think that if you're someone that likes more of that, like, Nicaraguan tobacco and, like, those nice, like, black pepper, I think you get a more pronounced mm -hmm. pepper out of this one than the other two lines. So... I think it's all just based on what your palate is. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's a step back, but... It's different. Yeah. Black pepper and cedar. That's like, what I get Yeah, this. they didn't just, you know, make another blend and just slap a band on it. You know, it definitely offers a different experience than the yeah. other two. I definitely think the drink brings out the cedar yes. in the cigar. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Um, I need to do my uh, little Michael Capellini you know, thing here. I did that to figure that out. I need to do what the cigar, I'd, I want to know what the cigar is doing to the right. Godfather. That's the next mm -hmm. thing I want to want to talk about. How is the cigar affecting the Godfather drink? Well, for someone personally who does not prefer sweet drinks, um, <laughs> I don't like ice in my drink. I don't like anything with sweetness in it. Wants full throttle. So this is totally backwards for me. <laughs> is that why it's almost gone already, Sean? It's cold. You it's like water. You wants to get it over with. <laughs> but, but I, I do agree that the drink is helping the cigar. I'm getting a, I'm a much better profile than I have previously. Yes. Uh, concerning that cinnamon and that cedar. I'm not getting any pepper notes. It's just my palate. I, I do like a stronger smoke in general. So if something's not uber peppery, I'm probably not going to get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Godfather is helping me you know, get different flavors out of the cigar for sure. I definitely agree that the Godfather is adding something to the cigar. In the way I'm tasting things, the cigar is not adding anything to the Godfather or no. taking anything away. To me, the drink stays almost exactly the same mm. before and after puffing on the cigar. Do you concur or not? I absolutely concur with that, Dan. And it's actually bringing out a lot more of like a tabletop pepper out of the cigar for mm -hmm. me right now. So it's is it not only is it helping to sweeten, take sorry, bringing out the natural sweetness of the cigar, mm -hmm. um, 
it's adding a little bit more pepper in that in that on the palate. Nothing on the retrohale for me right. has changed. It's just the palate now is picking up that tabletop pepper. Pat, do you concur with your elders? Yeah, I would agree. I think that <laughs> this is one of those cigars where it's like if you don't retrohale, I don't think it's going to really do much for you. So I think that's probably why it's not really doing much to the drink because like your palate doesn't really have like a long finish on it when you're taking the sip of the drink. But if you retrohale the cigar, like I think the drink's definitely because I haven't had this forward spice note in the other three times I've smoked it. So I think the drink's definitely enhancing that pepper note, mm -hmm. and then it is bringing out that sweetness that I didn't even have before when I smoked it. Like I had zero sweetness. So. Well, to Pat's point. I still get no pepper, but on the retrohale, I'm getting a lot more creaminess as I smoke more and more and take more sips. So the the Godfather is definitely helping me get more flavor out of it. Yeah. Good choice on the uh, pairing, man. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll say that about the second one. Yeah. You can't. You know. You, I don't. You gotta have faith, Paul. We've been through this. How many I other will. times All have right. we had situations where you're like, "What are you doing?" Right. Was, right. I just smoked my glass. I mean, obviously, when you drink a glass full, of smoke, here we go. You're going to taste. You're going to taste smoke. But. Um, I don't really think it changes the drink that much at all. I, I I'd love to know what the rest of you think. Well, I'm smoking my glass now. We'll smoke your glass and make sure you as well. stir it around and thank you, Michael. Go all, for, uh, go all Middle Earth on that stuff. Get the magic going. As you can tell, you know I'm already more. You know I've shown you I'm more Tolkien than uh, Harry Potter. Word. Well, thank you know you. it's funny. I would love to be able to find out what the Godfather would have tasted like without the ice in it. Mm -hmm. Just now that drink I've the rest of it. Just drink the rest of it. It's, it's watered down enough, so I, I'm not getting a lot out of it more than I mean, sorry, with the uh, mm. the smoke in the glass. So it's. What do you think, Shell? Shell, sorry, brother Broadleaf. <laughs> what do you think? I hate to say it, but I concur with Paul. Uh, I got nothing out of smoking that because the glass is so cold, the drink is so cold. Yeah. So it was just. You think the cold of it has something to do with it? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If it was room temperature, it probably would have changed. Wow, I think I think it actually made it sweeter. Did it? Yeah. There's no way for Shell to verify no. now. No, <laughs> His no. drink is gone, no, people. Down. It's gone. Down. It's gone. The new, it's gone. Uh, the oh new, my. The new nicotine. Oh my. It's gone. It's gone. Mm -hmm. There's no mm. more. Somewhere Sarah's smiling. <laughs> <over. laughs> As we speak about construction, has anybody uh, anybody having any label issues at the moment? Nope. I haven't had any construction issues. With I the pulled my tonight. label off. Like, are you, are you all the, are you all the way down, man? No, it just did. The label on mine was just loose, so I took it off. Yeah. It was kind of annoying me, so I just pulled it off. Mine's just tight like a tiger. Here it is, perfectly yeah, intact. If, if anything, it might bring brings a little bit of the sweetness more sweetness to the drink yeah that's what i was thinking yeah um but other than that it doesn't really do much to it um i think it's because of the ice that might very well be the case um my lit my uh band isn't anywhere near coming off i'm not near it yet so i'm just leaving it on um, mine was just that's loose. one of those that's one of those that we're not at cigar confessions yet but you know um 
you know, I can appreciate the fact that when people are up at the cigar lounge, they want to take their band off because they don't want to be pretentious to the people that they're around them that they're smoking or feel bad about what they're, you know, it's a $5 cigar, take uh, off the band. Gotcha. $25 cigar, take off yeah. the band. You know, whatever reason for it. But if the, the band is not ready to come off, don't take it off. Yeah. Don't PSA. force the band. The more you know. Don't force the band. The band will naturally come off with the, with the heat uh, from the cigar as you draw closer to the band. Uh, it will just naturally pop. So if it doesn't, you know, with Dave, it naturally came off, you know, so, so take it off. I mean, you're going to want to smoke past the band anyway. Yep. I, I think his just fell off. No, it didn't just fall off. It was loose, so I, I, uh, I took it off. It was loose. It was spinning around. Yeah, uh, it, it was, was falling. It was falling off your just cigar. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No gravity involved. I wanted to get away from you, Dave. You did. Please take me off. I can't stand it. Nope. <laughs> Tequila makes the band fall off. So, Pat, do, do you feel like you made a decent pairing here? Yeah, I think it definitely brought a lot more out of the cigar. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> why? Why? Of course, why? I made a great pairing. Why do you even ask? Does it, do, do you guys get Godfather orders up at the bar? No. So why did you choose a Godfather? I'm just curious. Why? Why of all drinks did you choose a Godfather? Like I said, I have not had a Godfather in 30 years. You just finished so. the trilogy. Yeah, I never, I never would order it on my own. So I'm just curious. Why did you choose a Godfather? So it was the last century. The last time Paul had a Godfather. Funny. <laughs> well, the, the initial reason for it was the color of the drink. Um, wow, it matches. It matches the band. <laughs> really? and, then, and then I made Dan one a couple weeks ago, and I you know, tasted it. So I, I remember what it tasted like, and I was like... This know, tastes just like a cigar wrapper. This might help. <laughs> well, you went deep, man, with, with pulling this one out, because I'll tell you... I, I No, deep is the next one. Well, that's yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole deep. level. That's like a whole a different level. Screw but, it, you from know? the bowels of Satan. Wow. <laughs> well, good for you, man. It was. It been again. Kudos. It was. A, it, it's been a, a good pairing for me. Uh, well, maybe Shell can't say that now because it's gone. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Shell's like, there's a pairing. <laughs> right. The Are drink there... did help the cigar a lot for me. Yes. Because previously, yeah. as I said before, it was a very plain cigar. I got some earth and some, some wood and nothing more. Um, the sweetness of the drink brought out the creaminess and the cinnamon and the cedar for me. Yeah. Um, yep. I, we... I completely. And that, again, that's a great reason to do pairings because yes. you can yes. improve on what your right. uh, experience is with the pairing. I definitely have to agree with that, though. The pairing definitely made the cigar better. And now, is anyone having construction issues? Not with at these? all. No. Not one bit. My my perfect. burn is perfect. Yep. All the way around. You know, I'm not one of these guys where the cigar has to be a completely great straight line all the way around. Uh, as long as it's correcting itself, as it's uh, you know, I don't want to have to touch it up, but I don't mind if it's a little bit wavy. No, but the the, the ash yeah. is nice <laughs> and white. It's got a great burn line yes. to it. It's burning great. Um, Draws easily. Mm -hmm. Draws easy. The draws and, and, the draws nice. It's yeah. it's not too loose. It's nope. not too tight. No relight. It's it's a great great thing here. Yeah. Um, which instantly adds to an enjoyment of a cigar. Yes. Like totally. when it burns nice and it draws great. I mean, it even even if the cigar is so so, it makes it all the better. 
Totally. It's a beautiful cigar. I mean, the veins and the, and the lines and the leaf look good. Uh, it's burning very well. Uh, I smoke very fast, so I do have the course correct every now and then, but mm -hmm. it's going well for me. If we talk about marketing and presentation, I love the rapper. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the band is fantastic. Yeah. Everybody knows me personally and knows about my um, my infatuation with Greek mythology and mm -hmm. has seen my license plates on my cars. Infatuation yeah, is Hades, you know, you know, it, of a term. Right up my alley. Yep. Yep. Um, previously, I just hoped they had brought more out for me. Mm -hmm. So just a bit of disappointment when I first tried it. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is getting better thanks to Pat. Mm. I know. With a name like Cerberus, you're almost expected to get, like, you know, knocked off your seats or right, something you know right. like three times right. so yeah i i think it's ver i i think it's very good i i would agree that the uh the night watch is my favorite in the series so far yes mm. um i think this is i think this I, I would agree with pat though that this adds something new to the series mm -hmm. a new appreciation of nicaraguan tobacco not available in the two previous iterations you know, but I also agree with Paul that um, it's not my favorite of the three. So I think it. I, well, I think it mimics the, the the original Star Wars trilogy. You know, that's what I said like and, twenty and, minutes ago. And uh, well, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying that you know, Return of the Jedi was just like a no. It was a sweet, nice finish. I think it was. Ewoks. You know, and this is a sweet night. And you finish. like you like Empire Strikes Back the best? Yes. Who doesn't like Empire Strikes Back? Why is that? Well, it's the most shocking. You is know, it? like you found out that Darth Vader was Luke's father and stuff like that. It's dark, it's robust. So I mean, Lucas's whole idea was to like introduce the people, introduce the cast, then throw them in the most possible situation with no hope. You mean and then, impossible and, situation? Impossible situation yeah, with no hope, you. and then bring them all back. And that's exactly what he did. But people and, were actually shocked that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Well, nobody knew, right? Because like nobody, not even back, the cast knew. Looking back on it, I was like, I feel like that would be so obvious. But I but also grew up with the prequels in existence. So but you just made your point there. If you grew up with the prequels, you know, the story was know, ruined. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. The first one was the best. Obviously, the first one was the best. It's part, it's part, I mean, in my—it's the one you know. I have. I love Empire, but honestly, the one I've watched the the most is is number four. Yeah, New Hope, the 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 first one. The first one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the one I liked the best was number four. And coming in, I, yeah. and, and <laughs> leave, leave it to George Lucas to screw everybody up. My second, my second Let's start favorite, with though. chapter four. My second favorite, though, <laughs> is Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I love it. I love that one. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like any of those. It. Those second, third, second. The prequel, not the, the not pre the last the, three. The first three, yeah, yeah. One, two, and three. In in his in his order. The original in his series. order. Right. In his order. No, no. The, yeah. the, no. The. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that came out the in seventy. The original Star Wars series was the best. Yes. 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 But, but then the the second third, the second the second three, three ep prequels. Three, yes, yes. Yes. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like not, any of those. Not as good. No, I didn't like any of not those. Not as good. And you know, the, it it it's funny to me how, you know, obviously, you know, with twenty years, thirty years now between, you know, the the releases, forty years between the releases, you, you never know, the effects win. get better, and you were like, well, if I could see. You know, 
2022 effects with the original Star Wars, boy, that would bring me back. But that's what the Mandalorian is, and it's amazing. Is it? I think it is. I think I like to call that show Mandy and the Kid because basically (laughs) it was old western. It was a it was a decent show, but. I wish it wasn't... And we got to see Luke Skywalker in his prime. That was my... I wish it wasn't steeped so much on nostalgia. You know, and right. and then, you but know, that's, Kenobi's that's... coming out, and that's going to be freaking awesome. But again, I mean, <laughs> oh, these are... This is... I mean, this is... Never going to stop. This is where yeah. I think the, the whole movie analogy really brings <laughs> brings out the whole thing about line extensions and, and new releases and stuff. It's It's... Both are attempting to bring about the nostalgia of the original release, right. you know, and, um, you know, I I think that that in this case, this is this is a, a solid cigar. It's a great cigar, but you know, I'm I'm of the three that are out. The Night Watch is still by far my favorite. Mm. The first one was good. Night Watch was awesome. But in Pat, in like what Pat said too. I mean, this has the line as a whole now. Right. Has something for everyone. Right. And I think that's important if you want to make money. Would you? Would you on <laughs> on on your own? Would you on your own go to the cigar again? No. I go to the lawn sale. Lawn sale was my favorite. But you, but it doesn't matter what size. You would still go back to this line. Yeah, I'd still smoke the lawn sale. Okay. Yeah, like my a morning cigar with a coffee. Hell yeah. I don't know that I would, because this is my fifth one, and this has been the best (laughs) due to Pat and his pairing. Yeah. I've been underwhelmed previously. Yeah. So would I try it just to try it? No. But if somebody suggested a drink to go with it, I might. Mm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go back to the cigar. Be honest with you, even if I had a the godfather or another pairing it's just again it's just not a to me a lot of flavor i look for a lot of flavor in my nicaraguan cigars that's why i love the night watch series i think that's got a a ton of flavor um it's pretty you know it's pretty potent on its own too it's more of a medium full to full body cigar so Mm -hmm. if i wanted that type of profile that's the one i'd reach reach for would you say this is a bad cigar not bad no it's just it's just that the flavors just really aren't hitting it's not in his wheelhouse it's just not in my wheelhouse yeah I can appreciate it, but I just probably wouldn't go for it again. When you have like a company like Aganos that has so many cigars too, like it's one of those things where I think more often than not you're gonna have people that say like, "Yeah, I wouldn't smoke that one" because they have so like for like, the rarely, for instance, like that's what I usually get, yeah. and it's like it, it's not. I wouldn't say it's full-bodied, but it has a lot more, I guess, complexity to it. it does and. Yep. You know, like the torches, for instance. Like that's another cigar that I'll go to. You know, and it has like that unfinished foot, shaggy foot, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. And I, I just think they have so many cigars. So it's like when I look at like would I smoke this one again? That's why I say no because it's there's a lot of other stuff you know you can get from them. And I think when you have a line extension that you know now they're kind of something for everyone. Like if this is if you don't really want like an in-your-face cigar, I think this is really good. But for someone like I think what the whole panel would be, you know, we have certain things we look for. Mm-hmm. So we don't really need a line that's aiming to kind of offer something for everyone. Like we know what we want. So we're looking to the lines that kind of blend for that palette, which would be like, 
you know, like the, you know, rare leaf or the torch or in Paul's case, the night watch, like those fuller bodied smokes. Would you say this is a cigar that you might recommend to somebody who's more in the mild to medium range, who's looking to, to expand a little bit into the more medium range? To get a little bit deeper into things without going over the edge. Recommend to someone who is into light and looking to step up to medium. Someone who doesn't want someone's going to kick them in the face, but they want to ex- explore flavors. And, yeah, that to me, that's what this cigar. Yeah, is, this is, is like a gentle for. push. Right, this really is, is a gentle. Yeah, that's that's a great way to describe it. I think it's a it's a nice straight medium cigar. Anybody could smoke this. It's not going to be overpowering. It's not going to be overwhelming. Um, if you're not used to pepper, this is a great cigar to introduce you to that without bowling you over. I'm yeah. still not getting pepper. Yeah. Still not getting pepper? None. What's wrong with your schnoz, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, get, I'm definitely getting pepper, yeah. but it's not like a it's not a pepper bomb either. No, no in the retro hail, man. Retro. Retro hail for me is smooth. Just clean. Wow. You need to cleanse your palate. <laughs> My clad has been most clean since I've been working for twins. <laughs> I feel like I'm dead. Well, I can say what, to Shell's point, like there's some retro hills that I have pepper and there's some I don't. It's weird. Agonos' uh, coral line is really, really good too. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, no, yeah, delved into that the one. The Connecticut's all, really, really Connecticut's good. Connecticut's actually more like a medium cigar. It's yeah, actually yeah. got a little bit more body yeah. to that. Um, the Corojo uh, is a really Corojo. fantastic cigar. That's... Uh, we're going to do something special with that one uh, for Twins 25th. And uh, the Maduro and the Habanos, too. Uh, that Those cigars, are, are for the money, they're fantastic. I would actually prefer to ease someone into maybe a Corojo or Maduro for more of like a nice medium smoke in their, in their core line. Uh, because I think for the, for the money, those are really nice, flavorful cigars. And it's not going to push them too far over the edge. Nope, definitely. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Twins? Mm. Uh, the answer to that is yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Maybe. Uh, Paul, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, Rocky, Rocky Patel, Patel event that's so, going on right now? So between, well, actually it started May 1st, but uh, so we'll say from today till June 17th, um, we have the Rocky Patel event, and that's all regarding all surrounding box sales. So... Uh, if you come in and buy one box of 20 count or more uh, Rocky Patel, um, you're going to get your choice of an ashtray or a lighter, a five pack of, of Rocky Patel cigars, and a ticket uh, for the drawing for the Red Sox game with Rocky, Kurt, and Orlando Cabrera um, at uh, on June 18th. That's the Saturday after yep. the the 17th, which is the big the the night big that Rocky finish, Patel yep. comes in. Um, Two box sales gets you a nice zip-up uh, uh, case with ten cigars and three tickets. And if you buy three boxes or more, you're going to get a nice big party pack. Which we, if you've been to the Rocky Patel event, you've seen them before. Beautiful. They come in uh, several different, uh, I guess you call them leather skins, finishes. leather skins. Yep. yep. Um, and you'll get six tickets to the uh, for the drawing. So. And that pack comes with two rocks glasses, a yeah. cutter, and a lighter, and 10 cigars. Correct. And I have to mention that the lighter is a different color than the previous 
you know, suitcase pack, which I love about Rocky. His accessories are always on point. His swag so is yeah, his yeah. swag his is swag amazing. Is, his swag is really yeah. nice. You end up getting about eighty bucks worth of swag with one box, you know, and yeah, you really then you do. get about a hundred and fifty with the two box, yeah. and then about three hundred with the three box. It's it's really really awesome, um, and it it really is leather too, which is which is great. The finishes on those party packs are amazing mm-hmm. it's like um, a cigar picnic yep it is picnic it is picnic. there's a space in there to mm-hmm. hold your cigars the cutter the lighter and mm-hmm. to hold a bottle of your favorite uh alcoholic beverage it's a beautiful thing that's mm-hmm. amazing Up to a it's box amazing. of cigars it holds too 20 cigars and um uh you know another thing that's going on at twins right now is uh we're hiring <laughs> a lot so if you are in if you are live in uh, uh, New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire at all, or yes, if you're okay. planning on relocating, um, Twins has been growing big time, and uh, we're looking for tobacconists. We're looking for a whole slew of positions, um, and uh, if that, if you're looking for a change in your career or you're looking for something to do, um, please feel free to send us a resume. We'd love to look at it and uh, consider you. Uh, mm-hmm. for joining the Twins team. It's an awesome thing to be looking for people because you're getting bigger. Yes. It's awesome. And um, that's what's going on at Twins right now. But um, let's let's move on to uh, Pastor Padron's Cigar Confessions. Uh-oh. Okay. And, uh, Coon Confessions. Coon Confessions. <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's been corrected, so don't... <laughs> let's not even get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you later. <laughs> Some things are left unsaid until after the <laughs> Brother Bradley, you and I are going to have to have a talk. That we will. <laughs> All right. um, the confession tonight is, you know... I am constantly seeing people come into the humidor. And when you come into Twins, either location, it's kind of a deer in the headlights look. There's lots of cigars Aww. at both locations. Londonderry is, is like, a, you know, coming into the nirvana of the cigar world. And you're, you're overwhelmed by everything. And I often see people holding fistfuls of cigars as they walk through the store and inevitably one of those fistful of cigars will start to fall out or fall to the ground. And, um, both locations have trays and by the door, my, my, uh, cigar confession tonight is please, Take advantage of those trays. Um, I know just about any tobacco tobacconist that you walk into, any cigar shop that you walk into, is going to have a tray or a basket that you can uh, utilize in order to pick up multiple cigars. Don't be manhandling your cigars and bring up a fistful of stuff. You know when you know that you're. You're you're trying to hold on to. Take advantage of that basket, or in our case the tray and um you know just kind of enjoy your experience of being able to hold a cigar in that sense so that you're not trying to 
you know, juggle. handle a mm-hmm. juggle. That's a great word. All, all the different cigars you want. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Mm-hmm. You have the same mm-hmm. same kind of experience. I mean, how many times do we have to, you know, get a tray and walk up to somebody and say, you know what? Here, take this tray. And you know what they all say? Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Well, take advantage of it. You know, come in, pick up a tray, start walking around the Use store. Use the tray. Use the tray. Utilize the tray. Use the tray. Use the balls. So my Use pet peeve goes along with that, and that's when the customer picks up like a couple cigars and then walks over and leaves them on the the counter and then goes back and picks up more and then you got another customer coming up and they're like you know did i buy that you know like you know they're confused yeah that's Don't great do that. that's great humidor etiquette too you know wait to leave your cigars at the register until you're actually ready to check out at the register mm-hmm. don't take up space at the register by leaving your cigar that's what the tray is for so take the tray carry your cigars around with you take your time look at everything you know um, you know my thing too. You know I have this big thing about people coming into the cigar shop like it's the Louvre, and you have to like spend forty-five minutes looking at everything. You don't have to do that, but t- take the tray, take your time, go around, look at everything, and then when you're ready, bring the tray up to the register, and that way everybody else who's just coming in with their to pick up their one cigar, the two cigars they know they want, they can come up and and get taken care of quickly. And they don't have to worry about things being cluttered at the register. Great point, Dave. Yes. And I recently found out the history of the trays and their beginnings. Oh, you did? Do you know where, why we actually have those trays specifically? I'm interested to think, to to know why you think we do, Dave. Well, considering that Kurt told me. (laughs) (laughs) Any guesses? Does anybody know why they were originally bought in that form factor something to do with the rolling of cigars maybe nope no okay i'm out go ahead dave they perfectly fit four boxes of um keurig coffee pods hmm. so really they weren't meant for cigars they were meant for keurig Bringing purchases in, you know, when well, we had them in twins or for like restocking and you would grab them and put them in there and they would fit and you'd put them out and stuff like that yeah yeah that's what they they would perfectly fit for cured coffee pod boxes so you heard it first folks you heard it first folks no longer do you need to fill up your tray with coffee pods make it fill up with cigars yep and that's not just blowing smoke bing bada boom there you go bada boom um what's our final verdict here on the uh Cerberus Robusto. Well, I will say thank you to Pat for the Godfather because it certainly helped the cigar out tonight. Mm-hmm. Again, it brought out a lot, lot more of that uh, natural sweetness for me. Um, I, I'm still getting a little bit of pepper. Uh, the retrohale is very smooth. A um, lot of earth tones. Um, a little bit of caramel I picked up too around the halfway point, but it's uh, it's all but gone now. So I think it's an okay cigar. Like I said, it's not my favorite, but... I could certainly recommend it to someone who wants a, a nice medium cigar without a lot of pepper, um, kind of ease them into that uh, that particular range of cigars or or, or intensities. It's a good so. it's a good introduction to Nicaraguan tobacco without yeah the the without, big white pepper bomb right exactly uh, flavor that a lot of Nicaraguans have yeah yeah mm-hmm. Pat yeah I'll kind of go with Paul like I think it's 
it's not trying to be anything special. It's just like, you know, your typical Nicaraguan cigar. And I think that, you know, the Shell's point, if there's someone that's kind of a mild smoker and they want to kind of go like a, you know, a step up, I think this is a really, really good cigar to do because it has some spice to it, but it's not one of the forward notes like a lot of other Nicaraguan. Like if you give someone like a Padron family reserve, like they're probably not going to smoke Nicaraguan again if it's a mild smoker. <laughs> so I, I no, think... probably not. So I think this is a really good cigar to kind of get somebody on. And that's why I think Aganos is a really good brand because they have like your introduction level and then they have like their top shelf, like Rarely, for instance, that I guess like an aficionado can, you know, enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah. Ciao. Certainly have to show my appreciation to Pat. I have not gotten down this far on this particular cigar until I've had the pairing with the Godfather, so that helped me a lot. Um, yeah. again, so you wouldn't finish it, really? I, I would get maybe a quarter of the way through, and it was just too late for me. But um, definitely helping. I, I always out a lot. finish the cigar. I, I can't lie. I can't always finish the cigar. Maybe I'm a cigar snob, mm-hmm. but. You know, yeah. if if I'm enjoying something, I'll definitely finish it. If not, you know, I, I will give up on. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave, uh, I I like the cigar. I think it's a good morning cigar, especially with a nice coffee. Um, but I think the pairing definitely brought out some more notes to make it, um, you know, have for like more than just coffee in the morning. But um, it isn't like a go-to cigar for me. Like I can think of some other kind of kits that I would most likely have, but I will smoke it again. Um, for me, I, I've I've never had construction issues with this. I uh, the cigars all the way around the table here have been burning very well, smoking very well. Um, I love that about uh, Aganorsa. They they produce a, a very good, high quality cigar. I think that you know, for from my own palate, this isn't what I would normally go to, but I know a lot of people out there who would really go for this and think that it's great. And um, I think that's important to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a great introduction to Nicaraguan tobacco. It's a great gateway cigar into medium-bodied cigars if what you do is smoke you know much more mild stuff most of the time i think anybody could smoke this um and but it is a very straightforward cigar um wood cedar a little bit of black pepper i think that's what you get from this definitely the godfather i think amped up the cedar which to me increased the enjoyment of the cigar um and uh you know, so I could I can certainly recommend this, even though it's not, you know, my normal kind of uh, cigar profile. All right, so we're gonna take our break right now. When we come back, we'll be looking at this, the spring release, uh, spring 2022 release of House Reserve by Cornell and Deal. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are now smoking this. The spring 2022 release of House Reserve by Cornell and Deal. This is from the tin. It says, a tribute to tobacco shops. House Reserve is a craft pipe tobacco made exclusively for brick-and-mortar tobacconists. That means that it is only available in brick-and-mortar stores. It's not available online Mm. at any of the normal places. 
Teeming with nostalgia, this classic flake tobacco comprises two distinct types of Cavendish, nutty, dark, burly leaf, and select bright and red Virginia's echoing traditional mixtures from bygone eras in familiar flavor and in fighting room note. Hallelujah. It is, uh, as you might guess, manufactured by Cornell and Deal. It is a, um, you could classify it as an aromatic. I would think it's more like a burley blend, frankly. Uh, it's Cavendish, Burley, and Virginia. There are a couple of toppings on this, plum and rum. Um, and rum. if you know Cornell and Deal, um, when they use a rum topping, they use actual good quality rum. They don't use some kind of rum flavoring. Um, it is a broken flake uh, in the cut. And Pat, what are we drinking with this? What the, what in the name of all tarnation is this? I don't know. Just um, is there a name for this yet? I don't know. No. I don't know. So I, I was working the bar today, and I was just trying to think of a pairing. And <laughs> you saw some crap. In the I thought and... that since tea, <laughs> since tea typically pairs well with pipe tobacco, and I, I wanted to do something with tea, so I thought it would be kind of cool because like Japanese whiskey, which is basically Scotch, but it's not made in Scotland or Ireland, so they can't call it Scotch. But um, it has kind of like a honey note to it. So I was like, what if I, Steve tea bags in what if you steep stove stove what if i stove tea bags in the whiskey and then not add anything to it and see how that could change the nika what, japanese what whiskey. are we supposed to do with this club soda that's the backup plan dan that's the if backup it, plan if it, if it doesn't work then we, well, no, if it works <laughs> we I, it. I think it's kind of cool because i want it to be kind of a, like a refreshing <laughs> i want it to be kind of refreshing <laughs> mm -hmm. Hold on, so we all right. i was gonna right. have us sip on this for a little bit we and then right. after that put some soda so water before we drink the yeah. this concoction that pat has hooked up for us you're welcome what's 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 the initial thoughts we're getting uh, flavor profile we're getting from the tobacco very smooth very creamy a little bit of fig and uh i definitely get that kind of plum and rum topping yeah. it's got that nice to me this really the room note on this is mm. like a 1970s smoke shop. Mm. When you walked into a smoke shop that had, you know, pipe tobacco and cigars, you know, in the room, and both of those were being smoked, this is kind of what you came into. And so, to me, this is this brings back a lot of memories. Um, uh, I get from this, you know, the it, I agree with Dave. I think the Cavendish is very smooth. It's very creamy. Mm -hmm. uh, I get some nice brown sugar kind of foundation from this, from the, the Cavendish. The um, Burley has notes of earth and nuts. The Virginias top it off with kind of ripe fruit and hay and grass. And then you get that sweetness from the toppings. To me, the, it's not about the toppings, though. It's about the tobacco, and therefore, I will call the. I don't want to call this an aromatic, even though there's a real sweetness to it. I think that the toppings bring out the natural sweetness in the Cavendish and the Virginias. I don't think it really, you know, 
over i don't think the toppings they do kind of overwhelm the tobacco do you all agree with that yeah i agree mm -hmm. dan i think it's a, a nice light fruit uh cream definitely creaminess and a, a very creamy retrohale too mm -hmm. um i think the uh a lot of wood a little mm -hmm. bit of hay uh there was a little bit of nuttiness as well um so i would call it maybe like a very light medium at best mm -hmm. um it's definitely not an aromatic though no it's just a little bit more complexity a little bit more body with that than than the aromatics that I'm used to smoking. I mean, mm -hmm. Shell's the, to me, Shell's the aromatic. Shell's the aromatic. Yeah, I uh, He's the aromatic queen. What would you, what would you say, aromatic. Brother Broadleaf? Definitely not aromatic, but just as smooth. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting that that wood, that, that almost like a smoldering campfire on the retro hail, mm. but still creamy, and that plum just sits right there for me. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Uh, Pat, what are you getting from this? It has that dog plum sweetness, some nice wood, and then it has like kind of like the spice to it that I can kind of say comes from like a dark rum, like mm -hmm. a dark rum spice to it. Really nice sweetness, very creamy. I'd say it's, you know, maybe medium at its most. It's definitely not like one of the lower bodied pipe tobaccos I've had, but it's not really like fuller bodied, so it's like right in that nice kind of happy medium. There's a fair amount of spice in yeah. the retro on this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, much more so than the cigar. Yes. Right? I mean, it almost makes your, makes your nose tickle. All right, let's take the plunge here. Let's, uh, all right. We do all right. Here we go. Let's do it. Here we go. Let's all together it. now. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. What? Oh. 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 Shaq Skullington would say, oh, my God. Oh, oh wow. I'd rather have gin. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, Pat. <laughs> oh, that's 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 strong this is, tea. This is bitter. You can taste the tea. Well, the tea you can, can, you can definitely tea. taste. taste yeah, tea. but you can wow. Taste the tea. Can that's anyone taste tea. Is that? Now, I want to be right. Is that a cucumber? Yes. Yes. Two okay. cucumbers. The cucumber is looking dead. <laughs> it's it's looking. The cucumber is looking very sick. It, it looks like a cucumber that sat out on the counter right. a little too long. So, wow. Are we supposed to, what are we supposed to do with the club soda? Are we supposed to pour it in it? So I wanted to just see what it would be like without the club soda, and then the initial idea was having club soda. I was also going to use green tea in it, but I didn't have any green tea. Okay, so, so we're so popping much, the club soda. I'm going to take one more sip because I do get a very distinct California yeah. roll taste out of this. <laughs> no, you know, very distinct, like, you know, hey, wow, that's what it oh, tastes you, like you at went, the bottom of a garbage. Oh, you went all the way up, huh? That's, I was going to yeah, go all the way up. <laughs> you think we should? It's definitely, it's... You think we shouldn't? <laughs> all right, yeah, maybe. So are, are we putting it all in? Yes, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to put a little bit in. Yeah, that's about what I was going for, if you put it all in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what she said. Giggity. Um, yeah, okay. all right. I'm, I'm, I'm filling it up. Yep. I'm, no, filling I'm not taking any top. chances. <laughs> filling a glass to the top. And wait for the fizz to go away there. And I put my finger in there and pull up. <laughs> yep, there we all go. Right. Try it again here. That still, tea's still very prominent. Yeah, you can definitely get the tea flavor. No, no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree that the uh, you do need to add a little bit of the uh, club soda. To uh, kind of mellow it out a little bit. Woo! Oof, man, that would make a Long Island iced tea run for cover. I was just thinking that. <laughs> 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 Woo! Mm. Oh my man. God! 
Wow. Well, that's definitely better with club soda, though. Yep. I don't know. So the initial thought was with club soda. I just wanted to see what what it would be, how it changed the Nika, just without putting anything in it. I think the Nika just straight up would have been amazing with this pipe tobacco. Yeah, show likes it. Well, that's not exactly what he said, Pat. So the Nika <laughs> on its own. So many words. I, 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 I don't believe his taste buds are dead. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. The Godfather was extremely sweet. Mm -hmm. This yeah. has no sweetness, sweetness to it at all. It's almost tart. Which is not, which is not a bad thing in and of itself, oh. but it's a, it's a totally different drink. Oh. We, we've gone three. We've gone 180 degrees in the in the uh, other direction with this. I can't say that I don't like it. I mean, it, again, it reminds me of sushi. David Hasselhoff. I love you. At first, <laughs> at first you're repulsed, but then you're strangely drawn in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually Nathan. <laughs> yes, thank you, Castle. You know, this this is a very uh, aside from the pipe pipe tobacco. If I were drinking this at say you know Masa or any other place that serves hibachi. This would be very refreshing to move on to my next course. Mm. With but, the club soda, but, though. But here? <laughs> Is it with the club soda or without it? Oh, man. So without the club soda, very, very, very strong tea, which yeah. is not up my alley. I would prefer it had been a little heavy on the Nika side. Yeah. But with the club soda, it's it's easy. Yeah. So if I had green tea, I was going to do green tea instead, mm. which I think would have been better. But, but you did yeah. what kind Could of you tea? Use black? It's black tea. Black, yeah. black tea. Ah. Mm. A nice yeah. pico tea. It wasn't supposed to be as tea as it is, but... You stoop too steep, or steep too... Whatever. You stove the steep? Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> stepped on the steep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Which means I have to do this again. No. <laughs> It's not that bad. Mm. I'm not, not sure. that, but I'm it's, not, yeah. it's new, and I don't know how to feel about it. This is definitely a Sam. Thank you, Shell, for being uh, so popular. Yeah, I was going to say a Sam. <laughs> this is a definitely a Sam, Sam journey. <laughs> you have a, journey. a new appreciation for Nika. Uh, I don't know. I don't appreciate any Nika at all. I appreciate it. I, 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 I definitely think you can tell this is spiked, but I think it's spiked tea. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I can't I couldn't tell you that what kind of alcohol was in this at all. Right. I'll but I I now other of you who may may be more familiar with the Japanese whiskey may may be able to tell me different. But I don't know. To me this reminds me of the first time I ever drank. And I was just like, is it really worth being cool? <laughs> <laughs> is it really worth being cool? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Cool people drink, but is it really worth it? Oh. I think the drink has intensified the the retrohale though, mm -hmm. big time. I think it. I think it's now a lot more pepper in that retrohale. I than can't taste anything after drinking this. Well, try, Dave, try it. I I trying. Try, nope. Come on. He's trying everybody. <laughs> Take a nice swig of the drink and then retrohale this. I just this. did. Um, no, I can't. I get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I don't think it overbears the palate. I think it's kind of like a Oh, ruins. It's more like a palate cleanser than anything. Uh, I was going to say, really I, I think it would cleanse really more than yes. anything. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I can't taste anything. <laughs> it's like a palate scrub. Palate scrub. Like mouthwash. No, it's not It's not like a mouthwash. But it does. It is. It is. Uh, Odin? Well, let's put it this way. No matter what we think of this, this is a contrasting pairing. Oh, yes. Can we agree with that? Yeah. Yes. The pipe tobacco is very sweet, very smooth. This is very, you know, unsweet. Unsmooth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unsmooth. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, but it is, it, it, it is very much palate cleansing to mm. me. I'm trying to be positive, Pat. I don't think it's unsmooth. I think it's very refreshing. That's yeah. a good word for it. Like yeah. This was like American Idol. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't hate it. I, I think you kind of get that honey note I was looking what? for. Yeah. I taste no honey. I do. It's almost gone, Shell. Therefore, no honey. <laughs> if it were sweeter i'd probably be drinking it slower but it, it, it absolutely has that tea taste which i don't mind it's very refreshing as you guys said a palate cleanser mm. like i i could do if this you... in between smoking a cigar and another cigar in order to you know make sure i ensure that i get the flavors that i'm looking for out of something if you could take the sweetness out of honey and still taste honey what was that's honey? what this drink would be like. Wow. Well, that's really that's deep, profound. Man. Yeah. Deep. Now, if this is as good a palate cleanser as you claim it is, Brother Broadly, mm -hmm. does it help you appreciate the tobacco more? No. Uh, as you said, it, <laughs> it contrasts completely. <laughs> so as I you know go back and forth. I'm not getting anything new out the pipe tobacco, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's not hurting it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, I'm like I'm starting over again. It's alcohol. Yeah. It's alcohol. <laughs> but the thing, I don't taste the alcohol, which is what I like to taste when I drink. Is the alcohol. <laughs> he wants to taste his alcohol. <laughs> yes. yep. As someone who drinks neat 99.9% .9 of the time, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't doing anything for the tobacco itself, but it's not hurting. Now, Pat, do you have any of the Nika straight with you? Nope. No. Okay, so there's no way to go back and, like... You're unprepared. Heck. I could have done a comparison. We got that whole bottle over there, you know? That's Do that's we? something completely different. That I know, different. but still. Tell me it's not tempting right now. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's that bad. No, it's, it's not, not that bad. bad. It's not bad. It's not oh, that bad. Lies. I mean, I, I mean, me personally, I think it's taken a little bit of the sweetness away from the tobacco. It's bringing out a lot more of those uh, earthy wood tones, and it's made the retrohale a little bit more intense for me. Um, but it hasn't hasn't truly hurt the tobacco. It just kind of took away some of the sweetness, uh, those those fruity and plum notes that I was enjoying prior to me diving into this. <laughs> Again, anytime right, I think I'm anytime gonna... you have a cold something, it's going to take away from whatever you're trying to pair it with. Mm. So you don't think ice ever helps? No, in the pairing. No. All right, I'm I'm smoking the drink now. I'm going to see what happens with that. Oh, God bless you. Okay, take that off. 
Now, did you put the whole club soda in there? Or just, no, I just put part. Just part? Yeah. Okay. I definitely think the tobacco helps add some sweetness to the drink, but it's still very, very unsweet as far as that goes. Got a sugar packet. So yeah, I, I know that's what you know. Dave's wishing he had a you know little little can, can of Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew to throw in there and maybe rescue things. Um, while we're smoking and drinking here, you know we've talked about cigars and and line extensions and all that stuff. Why don't we kind of carry that over to the whole Hollywood end of things? Mm -hmm. You know that we've seen. A, just as we've seen a lot of cigars, you know, line extensions, yes. there's been a lot of franchise extensions and reboots and stuff. And what's worked, what hasn't for you guys? You know, we just had the 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 Batman come out to reboot the Batman I franchise again. And um, what's that know, like the fourth time now, fifth time? Yeah, it, well fifth 12th i mean who's <laughs> counting at this point <laughs> you know and it, it's interesting to me that uh um you know the you know that batman movie which i really enjoyed um really i think hit batman in some ways that the previous franchises just have not and yet you look at just the numbers and again i haven't seen the new doctor strange yet but the the numbers for Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness, have just blown yes. the Batman franchise out of the water. Yes. Blown it out of the water. It's not even close. Um, and it's Doctor Strange. <laughs> you know, it's not like... I know, he's not like, like the... It's, it's like, not like Wolverine or Logan or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like this... Like this B-rated, you know, Marvel character all of a sudden becomes this multi you know this huge phenomenon well they're doing it at the right time like that's the other thing too is timing like the effects that we have right now are lifelike mm -hmm. like you can't discern the difference between what's real and what's not most of the time if it's done right you know and i think this is the perfect time to do something like a multiverse of madness where like you can't tell what reality is it is uh perfect timing cinematically um like even even like Lord of the Rings with Gollum, you mm -hmm. barely tell that Gollum right. wasn't real. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was just, it was superb, yeah. you know. And this is another one of those cases where it's just like perfect timing. Now, that's, that, that brings up a great illustration here. Um, in my opinion, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was, it, you know, yes, it was, whenever you transfer something to a movie from a book it's going to be different because some things that work in books don't work right. in movies mm -hmm. and you also don't want the person who's a big fan of the book to just know everything that's going to happen right. either you want to change some things up so that people don't quite know what's going on i think the lord of the rings trilogy did that really really well yes i, I understand they got the meat and potatoes they got yeah. the meat and potatoes of the book and books and they carried it over mm-hmm then they did the same thing to the hobbit mm -hmm. and i think that completely missed the point i think 
the the Hobbit trilogy was way overdone. It's not a three movie franchise, and they they tried to add stuff to it that was not really there in the original story. Yes, it was in Tolkien's backstory stuff, but I didn't. To me, that line extension to that franchise didn't help the original one at all. Right. It just was kind of like, eh. Yeah, it was great to see Ian McKellen again as Gandalf, but it, it wasn't the same. Right. It wasn't the same. Yeah, especially since, you know, Legolas looked older, even though he was younger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that didn't help. So he had, like, well, he had like four pounds of foundation makeup on. <laughs> you know, it, it was just, like, terrible. They should have just CGI'd him. Well, as you relate that to an extension in Cigars and Life, sometimes you just want to please your consumer. Mm -hmm. And you want to give them something that you think they'll enjoy. Um, Lord of the Rings, I agree. The original trilogy. trilogy. Amazing. Trilogy. Amazing. <laughs> Drink um, much? Not enough. <laughs> enough green tea. but <laughs> Not enough liquor. But, um, <laughs> you murloc. As we talk about cigar extension, sometimes, you know, they, they want to give a little something for everybody, mm -hmm. and that doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have some uh, some missteps when you try to give somebody something that you think they want. Right. And they, don't they call that fan service in, in mm -hmm. the movie business? You think the people want this, the people have been calling for this, but it doesn't always work out that way. No. Um, how do you feel about cigar extensions in general? When we have a great cigar. And then they put out something that's supposed to be an extension of that, and it doesn't quite work out. Mm -hmm. Well, one of my favorite cigar extensions is in the Tabernacle line with the... Uh, David and Goliath. David and Goliath. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is... What a huge improvement. Huge improvement. I mean, you, it's already a great cigar line anyways, no matter what, mm -hmm. what right. leaf you go with, whether it's the Broadleaf or the Havana C-142. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of them are great cigars. I'm a huge fan of the Connecticut Broadleaf. Thank you, Nick. But <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the David and Goliath Perfecto series, boy, that, it just intensifies all the flavors in Absolutely. both lines. It's just yep. what a great, great addition that was that is probably one of my favorite if not the favorite extension that that we have in the humidor mm. right now yes. currently another well, great one too is the uh and again i'm not big into the cigars as other people are but uh the sober mesa brulee and then the blue yeah the blue is actually again we we, we talk a little bit about is the cigar uh sweetened at all uh, i say it i say i say yes other people say no. Okay, whatever. But there's no question that there is in the blue. And the blue offers a little bit more body and a little bit more sweetness in the cap. And that mm -hmm. one, is it just flies off the shelf. I think that really uh, helped to bring that line to other people that may not have right. tried it or, yeah. or well, tried it, it and wanted this and, and really appreciated what the blue gave them. Does it really surprise you considering of where it came No, from? no, it doesn't. But, no. you know, I still think that's a great extension too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Notice how Paul definitely avoided the Lord of the Rings versus the... Yeah, I, I have no comment. <laughs> he hasn't watched either of them. Any of them. Either of them. Any of them. Yeah, yeah. If it's not true crime related, Paul probably has I thought we were going to talk about like the Godfather of Rocky yeah. or something like that, but yeah. you know. Well, let's talk about Rocky. Well, Rocky uh, one or Rocky five thousand. We're talking Rocky. about you know Rocky. Let's say one through three. Okay, no, I no, I will. I, I will say this. No, I will, I'll even go a step further. Show. I must break you. 
That's just drink. We're, I'm a the original Rocky is the it's best. Drago. Okay, yeah, totally there's, five, there's, there's actually six. There's six in the series. Yeah. The the the. Uh, the first two the first, were the first, really the first, great. the first one's the best. Second one was okay. The third one was really good, mm -hmm. but in a different way. The f the the fourth one, okay, yeah, it goes to Russia and whatever. That's my favorite. The one. fifth one was horrible. The sixth one brought it back to a degree, but Creed, yeah, is an extension of Rocky. Yes, yes. yeah, and I that agree. is probably the best extension. Mm. From the original series, from mm -hmm. the original one, right. mm -hmm. that is the original, the, the Creed that came out in 2015 mm -hmm. was the best extension of the Rocky series. Well, there's something to be said here. Like, what, what do you do? You guys have one like a, a movie that came out and had a sequel that you feel was better than the first? Hmm. Yeah, Aliens. Aliens, yeah. the one that came out in 1986. Aliens was amazing. That's what, Aliens that's, was really better. Awesome. Than, now the first one was good on its own, right? Okay, but. If you want action and suspense and, you know, a, a, Cam a James Cameron-driven vehicle, mm -hmm. Aliens just kicked butt. That was a great, great sequel. Yeah. That, oh, no. that was the best one. I would also argue that Terminator 2. Terminator was, 2 was yes. excellent. Yes. Amazing. Yes. What about, another I think that, another that, Cameron that, one. That, ca that carried the first one yes. and took it to another level. Yes. 3, 4, 5, 6, B, <laughs> 6, C, 6, D. Not so much. But no. Terminator 2 yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. One of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. What yeah. about um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest? I never saw it. No, I really <laughs> loved I loved, I loved all of them. Never saw it. They were so creative. They were really good. No, I'll bring it right back to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think the Two Towers was better than the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. Because everything was stepped up. The stakes were there. The story continued, which is good yep. for a sequel. The story yep. continued as opposed to breaking off to something different. You know what I loved about the Two Towers? And I would agree that I, I liked it better than Fellowship of the Ring. Although I thought that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um was you know after a year how are they gonna bring you back right into that world right. and they bring you right back to that right. scene where gandalf is fighting the balrog and and yeah, the cinematography <clears throat> was superb the the way they brought you back into the storyline flying over just the oh, amazing that is how you do a sequel yes. that was amazing uh, it, it was. It's. It's been one of my favorite, favorite opening scenes in a movie yes. ever. Mm, that was. That, was, that was fantastic. Mm. What about The Godfather? That is such a big debate. Um, I like the original Godfather hands down. Uh, Godfather Two was a great pickup story. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing like the original and the backstory, and Sonny getting shot at the toll. We're like, please stop shooting me. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. <laughs> you did your job. I don't need to get shot anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The first one was the best. The second was great on its own. Mm -hmm. It it, it kind of, you know, brought the story forward, trying mm -hmm. to yes. you know to see how Michael would. Do running the family, right, and, and all the internal and external struggles he had. Uh, yeah. um, right, the, the third one, though, the, now the third one, it it's it's not my favorite out of the three, no, but definitely but not. it it on its own, it's not a bad movie. No, it doesn't. It does not hold up to the the first right, two right. by any means. But yep. it's again, it came out what like fifteen, yeah, right, almost twenty right, years yeah. later. <laughs> so, so, how do you guys feel about Austin Powers? 
Yeah, was the over. original one was the best. The 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 next two Spy You Shag Me I thought was I liked it better than the first. No, I I didn't like it better. I I thought it was okay. The third one was just ridiculous. The third one was just ridiculous. <laughs> I'd like to. You know, all. it's funny. You know, one of my favorite Austin Powers movies is is the the uh, um, the Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Myers, Michael now, Myers movie. Yeah. Now that they Netflix has just released a movie called The Pentaveret, and if you know the So I Married an Axe Murderer movie, um, um, the father who's played by Michael Myers in that movie references the Pentaveret in that movie. This movie apparently, you know, goes into what the Pentaveret is, and Michael Myers plays seven different people in in this movie. I haven't seen it yet; just came out, but. You know, so I'm married. I saw that. Is it worth it? I just said I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. I just said I have not seen it. I am done with Michael Myers doing accents over it. Doing accents. What what killed (laughs) you? We can move on. So I married an axe murderer. He was so awesome. Mm -hmm. And then things just kind of went right. You know, the you know, the um. The whole Austin Powers thing was great the first time, and then it was like, eh, and then, uh. <laughs> so what was your favorite James Bond? Ooh. Because Ooh. now we're talking about decades of right. Yep. Well, to me, I'm a Roger Moore fan, so he was the one I grew up with. I know you guys are like, ooh. Ooh. But no, Roger good. Moore was, he, he, you know, his my favorite Bond movie of Roger Moore's was Octopussy. Oh, see, Live and Let Die is my favorite. Live and Let Die was great too, but just just his expression when he's lying in bed with that that blonde. What's that tattoo? That's my little octopus. <laughs> and then he kind of looks at he looks at the camera like, oh. <laughs> it's worth the whole movie right there. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wally. I think I think I think. Uh, you know, Sean Connery was an awesome James yeah, Bond. Yes, I yes. can watch his movies over and over again. I really appreciated Daniel Craig's James Bond. Well, that uh, making it, to... it more serious, making right, it more of an, right. a, you know, a real action thriller instead yeah. of a campy <clears throat> thing, um, you know, which Roger Moore was. And, and they were meant to be more right. campy, funny. Um, but I've I really appreciated that. Um I thought, uh, you know, from from Daniel Craig's movies, probably, um, um, what was the uh, what's the title of the third one? I not can't. not not Spectre, but the one before that. Uh, was it No Time to Die? No, no. Skyfall. Skyfall. Skyfall was probably my favorite. No, my I don't think I've ever seen that one. Skyfall. That was Skyfall was really, really good. Also had one of the best opening songs. You know, you go on this psychotropic, you know, trip every time a James Bond movie opens. But Adele's Skyfall was fantastic. Was I great, never saw Daniel Craig. Never saw James Daniel Bond. Craig. Daniel, James Bond. No. Never. It's 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 great to see his his take on the whole thing. It's it's really good. I think I stopped when uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton took, was took, was took, bad. took it, and I, I said, "Okay, I'm yeah. pretty much over yeah. that now." Yeah. 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 Um, 
Who was the guy who took over after him? The guy who played Remington Steel. Oh yeah, that was. Uh... Um, I can't remember his name at the moment. I don't know. This his name. this bodes I well for the franchise about. stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, Goldeneye, mm-hmm. you know, I oh I, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. I liked Goldeneye. And I loved Tina Turner's song "Goldeneye." I thought that was great. Um, but again, those movies were just okay right. compared to Roger Moore's or or uh, uh, Sean, Sean Connery's or Daniel Sean Craig's. Um, it, it's real. It, I'll be interested to see what they do with with the franchise as it moves forward. I know they're thinking of taking him in a whole different direction making him either a different race or even a different sex, you know. What are they going to do? Jane, Jane Bond? Well, hey, they, <laughs> well, they've done it with uh, Doctor Who, you know. They have. Yeah. Has anybody watched that? I watched Doctor Who. No, the the, the current. No, the I haven't watched movie. the current. There's your answer. There, there it is. That's right. Tom Baker, all the way people. <laughs> yeah, baby. Tom Baker. I have a 30-foot scarf to prove it. Pat, what's your favorite... Uh, uh, Power Rangers franchise. Wow. <laughs> what? What? That's it's your like, generation, what? right? That's Power Rangers. That's my answer. What? <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> no. well, that's a good one, too. Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went from animation movies to live action, and mm-hmm. the jump was not connected at all. I'm Other than the voice of Optimus Prime, right, right. there was no trick. <laughs> How can you replace that voice, though? You know, it's just, it's got to be there, you know? For me, Transformers, if you want to veg out and just hear things exploding in the background so you can sleep better, awesome. Otherwise, not a fan of what they did with Transformers. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. You know, the effects are there, right. but there's no real compelling story right, right. highlander thing like that highlander highlander is one of those movies that when i was a teenager it was the best damn thing the world had ever produced and when i watch Here it as an are. adult i go my god was i on crack mm. well the series I can't, was amazing i can't i i i recently which is to say several years ago watched the original highlander again and i could not believe I could not believe how bad the director's it was. cut was awesome. I could not believe how bad it was. It was like watching, you know, when I was a kid, Knight Rider was amazing. <laughs> so and much now I watch it and so I'm like, I came home early for this. <laughs> I feel so bad about myself. This was horrible. And the same with the A Team. I can't. I can't watch those movies. The only show from the, from the 70s 80s or 90s that has really held up that i would love to watch over and over again is columbo <laughs> i think well, star trek the next generation that's was that's too. a period pe- columbo's definitely when you watch it again is a period piece but the acting is great the writing is great every the the story is fantastic it really does keep you interested and it's a whole different take on the detective story seeing the crime happen and it happens in a way you're like this guy's totally gonna get away with it (laughs) and then Columbo comes in and says oh you've missed this and that's how I'm gonna catch it no one's ever done that again 
well, essentially you know, anything from the 80s is almost a period piece as we talk about yes. the A-Team and Knight Rider you could get away with those that with that campiness at the time mm -hmm. now everything is leaning towards being more grounded in reality so talk the about, audience can relate now I'll tell you talking yeah. about getting away with stuff mm -hmm. so there's an episode in Knight Rider where um, the uh, kit fires missiles and blows up a rock slide and it all falls into a cavern and stops a dam water from killing a village and it's the exact same scene they used in superman when he pushed over to the boulder and the rocks fell down and oh he closed yeah the but like literally it was they didn't even it was the same company yeah. they're like hey can we use this yeah you're good to go and that, <laughs> and that was it now it's like oh my gosh it's like i was like wow just to see something from like you know a huge blockbuster movie like mm -hmm. Superman and then to be it used in something like Knight Rider as like <laughs> as an episode. Now I'll tell you this. The best remake or reboot I have ever seen was Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. Yeah, no, I you, hated you it said early, that, but I've early, never I've never seen the that. early two thousands. I hated and, it. And and I refused to watch it at first because the Cylons look like us now, yep. and Starbuck was a, girl, a woman, yep, yep. and, Not that we and I said, them. okay, that means they're trying for shock value, and right, they have right. no budget. And then at, <laughs> at some point, um, I'd like gone through everything I ever wanted to see on Netflix, and they had a, a Battlestar special, which let, was a uh, basically a 45-minute a recap of season one to get into season two. Yeah. And I watched it because there was basically nothing else to watch. And somebody who's a really good friend of mine said, you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica? What, are you on crack? So I watched it, and it was amazing. It is. It's and absolutely the, amazing. The, 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 now, the first three seasons were absolutely like the best TV I've ever seen in ever. Decades. Ever. Up to, up to that time. Seasons four and five, which were really like seasons four broken into season five and half and half and three years later and blah blah blah, they were okay. But the first three and the the opening of the opening episodes of season three, still to me, are some of the best TV I've ever seen. Mm. Amazing, amazing stuff. Mm. Um, that was a great reboot of that. It was like they said, let's take that campy, funny. 70s show and what, what would happen if we made that serious and they really did a great job with that now the other side of that one of the great movies that came out in the in the 70s was the original superman with germ with uh christopher reed hard yes. to beat. classic very hard to beat it, just awesome they've tried to do superman uh, countless times since i don't think they've ever come close no to the Christopher Reeve no. version of Superman. Gene Hackman. No, Man of Steel. You're talking about the Man of Steel? That's the, yeah. that's the new, well, Man the newer one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's nowhere near as good as nowhere the first one. Nowhere near as good. And and not that those other actors didn't like look like you might think Superman would look, but I just don't think they've captured the magic or character right. Right. Of, or, of Superman ever since Christopher Reeve. I, I don't think anyone's ever come close. Well, the original Superman, you know, we, we had the comics to go on. So that right. was our perception of Superman. 
and as we evolved to the remakes and the reboots, they got more into the psyche of Superman, which mm. honestly mm. I don't think anybody cared about. We just mm. wanted to see him fly and mm -hmm. stop cars from hitting people. But as pertaining to the most recent iteration with Henry Cavill, mm. I think he is the best Superman since Christopher Reeves. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Ralph was not bad, but he just happened right, to right, be in a right. movie that didn't, you know, didn't work. Yep. So as we speak, well, I felt he was like a better, you know, in the you know when they started doing the, the multiverse of DC. Multiverse. Like the multiverse of DC. The multiverse of DC. I feel I feel like those <laughs> movies actually were his best Superman. Yes. Yes. What about Star Trek? Because, I mean, Star Trek's had a series of movies with... Uh, and they've just rebooted Pine. again. Yeah. yeah. They've but, just rebooted well, again. Well, they are coming out with another Christopher Pine one. Yeah. Yeah, so but if you talk about the original one with, with uh, William Shatner mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the whole crew there, the movies that came out back in the 70s mm -hmm. and 80s, yep. you know, I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I wasn't a big fan of the second one. I thought the search for uh, the... Uh, uh, What's the Khan? This the uh, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan yeah. was was better. Was good. And then the one that came out in 1986, uh, the the Return Home, whatever it was, yeah. with the, the whales was, was the, the best. One. That, that was, was the awesome. best one out of the whole series. There. <laughs> Hello, computer. You know, was funny. I think Leonard Nimoy directed that. <laughs> he did, and, and he made it like, lighter. He made it more he, funny, he, and he and took and Star Trek into a comedy. Correct, and, and it was so much better. Worked. Yeah, it worked that worked huge. Was so so good. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was too serious. I mean, the Star Trek's always been a serious show, mm -hmm. anyways. Right. The right. movies just continued on with that, but it lightened everything up when he directed that 1986 one, and it just made yep. it so much more appealing. And you know, to that point, you know, Star Trek's been one of these series that's been rebooted over and over yep. and over and over. And you know, I, I grew up on the Next Generation, mm -hmm. having watched the original series, right. and you know, when I went to when I went to uh, graduate school when I went to seminary down in Florida, the first thing I had to do was buy a TV so that I could see the, the season opener of the next season of, of the next generation, because that was when, when, uh, uh, Catherine Picard had been captured by the Borg and the, the season left off with, with, uh, uh, Riker firing on Captain Picard as a, as a Borg, uh, a Borg yeah. enemy, Lacutius Borg. And that's what I had. And now, and when when the whole thing, you know, now that TV's all available and you can watch series all over again, like, oh, Next Generation, let's watch it. And I watched the first season of that, and I go, how did this ever make it? The first season was season? rough, but after that, the it gets really good. The first season was so horrid. It was. But it was that, horrid, that, Dave. It's really it good. It wasn't just bad. It was horrid. <laughs> it was ridiculously <laughs> dumb. Yeah, with Riker stepping on believe. everything. It was it was wretched, wretched, and by the time they you know second season they were getting their feet under them. By the third they were okay. By the fourth I think they were really hitting their stride. But how they made it that far I have no freaking idea. But as a teenager growing up with that, I ran home to that every, mm -hmm. and I hate myself for doing that now. It's just like I had such poor taste in things back then. You can't account for taste if it's a sign of the times. You know, yeah. this is what we had yeah. at that time. It's period. just what we had. Right. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Shell, for making me feel You're better. very welcome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you guys well, ready are you guys ready for a little uh, would you rather? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Paul's saying thank God, yes, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's almost over. Okay. 
The would you rather question tonight is would you rather spend the next year exempt from all taxes or to have a one-month paid vacation? Hmm. There's no limit to that one-month vacation? There's no limit to that one-month paid vacation. Yeah. You can go anywhere you want. Wherever you want, and you're getting full pay for wherever that is. Oh, yeah. It's all covered, and you get to go. I'd take that one. I'd take the month-long vacation. A month-long vacation. Yes. How long is the tax break? A year. A year. year. Mm. I feel like I would take the tax break. I'd like to think about the bigger picture. Allocate those funds. I don't know. I could do a lot of damage in a month. That's my point. I would do a lot of damage. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> well, it's paid for, man. Yeah, it's paid for. <laughs> I think I would still take the tax break and be on my yeah, own terms. I'll, I'll so. take Elon Musk up and take the dragon and go to the space station for a month. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take the month. Easy. Easy. Pat, you've been very quiet for the last half hour. It's very uncharacteristic of you. What would you do? Probably take the month. <sighs> yep. And where would you go? Don't say twins. <laughs> I could do a lot of there. <laughs> I don't know. Probably go like Ireland, go golfing. There you stuff go. Stuff like that. There you go. Cigars, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably take well, of course, cigars. Well, I'll probably spend a day and go to Twins and just buy out the stock and okay. then oh, okay. smoke some opus <laughs> in Ireland. Danny? Mm. I'd probably take the one-month paid vacation. Mm. I'd go somewhere warm. I'd probably go to the Caribbean. Where there's pirates? Or where there's a shack on the beach. Like have gifts. you ever seen have you ever seen that show Death in Paradise mm-hmm. on BBC? Yeah. You know that house the 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 police uh detective lives yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I would absolutely live there. I could live there. Right on the beach. Just me and the wife. I'd leave the kids here. <laughs> leave them to you know fend for themselves. You know. Home alone seven. You know, Venmo the money. <laughs> Here's your monthly allotment. Yeah, here you go. Go pick up your Christmas triscuits and cheese. You're all set. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, what's our final verdict on the uh, 2020 version of House Reserve? This came out in 2019. Same blend. Nothing's changed. If any of you remember it from then, you know what do you think? Is there any kind of difference in this? Does it bring the, does it bring you back to that anywhere? Do you think this is worth picking up? Um, what do you, what do you guys think? Well, I can't recall what the earlier version uh, tasted like, Dan, but mm-hmm. I would say, uh, yeah, this has been uh, a fairly decent tobacco. It's got that nice fruity, uh, got some wood notes too, um, like mm-hmm. nice little spice too in the retrohale. Um, I'd say, like I said, it's probably a good mild to medium body yeah. at best. Um, definitely not aromatic, but um, I would I would absolutely turn aromatic uh, smokers onto this. Mm. I think, like I said, like with the Cerberus, you're trying to get the mild to medium uh, bodied cigar smokers onto something more medium without overpowering them. This this would do it for pipe smokers too. Mm. Dave, what about you? Um, 
Are you still confused? Uh, the He's pairing, always confused. The pairing just... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Pat. I apologize. Not really. It sucks. But... <laughs> oh, so, Dave's doing the pairings next week? Mm -hmm. Yep, Sam yes, Adams. Sam Adams all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think it's a great medium blend, and uh, you know I can't. I'm sorry, I can't even remember what it tastes like right now. I started smoking the servers again. <laughs> I needed something fresh in my mouth. Show. So I completely agree with Paul on that. Someone who's a fan of aromatics and wants to you know expand their palate. Um, I personally went extreme. I went aromatic and I went like Arshex. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't try out the medium when I should have, but this is something I would push somebody towards in order to step up to the next level. I liked it a lot. Very mm -hmm. good, very smooth without being overly sweet. Mm. Pat? Yeah, I'll kind of echo what Paul said. I think that it's a really nice... It's, I wouldn't consider it an aromatic either, but it has like those kind of aromatic characteristics that I think a lot of people appreciate. And... Mm -hmm. It has a little bit more body to it, so I think definitely if you have like a traditional aromatic smoker, that that's something I would suggest to them to kind of get up, you know, like to that more medium-bodied smoke, mm -hmm. and like that nice kind of like savory plum sweetness was really, really, it's really nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's nothing again like the Cerberus. It's nothing unique, right. but it's a nice like well-blended pipe tobacco, and it's gonna, yeah. you know. I've had it before, and it just delivers every time. It's very consistent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. And I actually like the drink, you know? Okay, Whatever. Pat. Well, you obviously, I, I, you finished it, so I hope you would have. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. well, it's not something, you know, if I was sitting at a bar, I'm not going to order it, but I think, you know, being as objective <laughs> as possible because I made it, like, yeah, I think it's, it doesn't taste like booze. It's it's very no. tea. No. And I, I so you're not going to order it at a bar, but you, it's okay to unleash it on us. No, if you Thanks, want, <laughs> I think like Thanks. I think with here's the, some dumpster swell, you know. With the summertime coming, it, it tasted it tasted like tea. It didn't taste like booze. It tastes like tea. It's really you know? nice. It tasted like tea with Worcestershire sauce. See, I, I I don't get any. I I was getting like a straight tea, you know, and it's it was very straight tea, straight unsweetened tea. A little bit of like unsweetened honey, if that's even possible. But um, I don't think it was bad. I think if I did green tea, it probably would have maybe hit it on the nail a little bit. Should have mixed it with like Kool Aid. I don't think wow. it was bad. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was bad. I think it was very nice. I'm going to put these cucumbers on my eyes later. <laughs> there you, go. you just don't even want to see again. That's <laughs> I feel refreshed. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next Monday on Not Just Blowing Smoke, we're going to be smoking the uh, Wise Man Toro, which is the Maduro version yeah. of the Eloense. I'll take the pairing for that. Um, <laughs> one of Paul's favorite cigars, and we're going to be smoking that uh, along with uh, Sutliff's 1849 blend, which is a uh, Virginia Perique that was the date comes from the founding of Sutliff Tobacco back in 1849 and i think next week is going to be a really good week for us yeah um that's it for tonight please subscribe to us uh here on facebook and youtube if you're watching us live stream or you know if you're listening to us after the fact on any of our um uh podcast outlets like Podbean or iHeartRadio, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't ever miss a thing. And we'll be back next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. 
same time, it's going to be a great week. So take care. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.